Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. Because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. And this is episode 56, and it's titled How to Rock Your Cock. Ooh, that's a juicy one. <laughs> So, this episode is brought to you by Power and Mastery, the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder, stronger erections, last longer, or expand your sexual potential and skills, Power and Mastery is designed to develop your physical, mental stamina and enhance your sexual abilities. And you can find all about Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. Yeah. So what do you want to tell people before we get started here? Well, if you are a woman listening to this show and you're thinking, well, I don't have a dick, so I don't even know if it's worth listening, stick around, really. Um, You may not have a dick physically attached, but if you like having sex with dick, then you've got dick in your life. (laughs) In which case, you're going to want to know this stuff because, you know, here's the thing, right? When, when you're in a relationship, it's a partnership, mm-hmm. right? Like we call it team us mm-hmm. for you and I, which means that we help support each other in whatever it is that we need, right? So if you're a woman and you're listening, you're like, yeah, I don't have a cock or a dick. So what difference does it make if I know how to do these things? Well, maybe it's so that you can bring this information to your partner and help him grow. Mm-hmm. And maybe also so that you know how to react better in different situations. Um, and I think I'd like to um, maybe give a few examples at some points when it's relevant of something that some women react a certain way and that it's really not helpful. Yeah. And actually, it's just good to know what each other goes through. That's true. Right. So to have an understanding of what it's really like to be in the other person's body is uh-huh. give you a lot more empathy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so... Yeah. I want to delay some groundwork before we really got into how to rock your cock because there's some baseline skills and functionality that (laughs) needs to happen uh, before you can really get into like, you know, you're going to rock it like, you know, you're going to hang out with your wang out, rock out with your cock out and be a master, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one is you have to be able to get an erection. And I know that sounds... uh, Pretty simple, right? Like, yeah, oh, duh. (laughs) It's actually these days, it's not. And I know we have some statistics on that if you want to share those with the audience. Yeah, so we found that 26% of men under 40 uh, experience erection difficulty, ED. um, And almost half of those people have severe ED. So, I mean, it's under 40, so it's this really young. huge. Yeah. 26%, that's a quarter of the people under age 40 mm-hmm. have problems getting an erection. And half of those have severe. severe ED. Mm-hmm. That's not supposed to happen when you're under 40. No, and then the numbers keep going up. So it's 50% of men in their 50s. So half of the population is struggling with this. So it's not just like, oh, it happens to people over there. Like it happens to a lot of people. And then for men that are in their 60s, it goes up to 60% of the men in their 60s. So unfortunately, the uh, <laughs> it keeps rising up. 
up, but their cock is not. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> and you know, a lot of it, we we're not gonna get into like too much of the like what to do and all of this um, in this episode, how to deal with it. But a lot of it has to do with your physical health and and also with your relationship. So there are simple things and simple tweaks that you can do. It just because you have ED doesn't mean you have to have it for your whole life, doesn't mean you're stuck forever. I've worked with lots, like hundreds of men and we have really good results, um, but it requires changing a few things. And this is really what we're doing through this episode. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, again, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about, uh, you know, how to get an erection mm-hmm. and, and part two, we're only going to kind of cover a little bit because we just wanted to really get the idea that there needs to be a foundation before you can really take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. So, if you if you are having problems in this area, and you know one of the reasons we share these statistics is because a lot of men think it's just them. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just me. Something, but no, I mean when you read these stats, you realize that it is a lot of men. You are not alone in any way. Mm-hmm. Like this is a big problem, and it's been growing year by year. Mm-hmm. It literally gets worse. So. You, you you have to address that first. So one of the things that I share with my clients, and it's always a massive aha, and I'm going to share it with all of you today because I think it's very valuable. If you are on you know dating right now and you have some issues and and fear about oh my god what if I don't get hard, one of the things that I always say is that it takes a little while for your body to get used to a new person, and it can be anywhere from two to five times of making love with the same person before your body starts to feel really safe and comfortable and like, yes, I can open up. And so depending on what you're trying to do, but if you are just dating and well, you just want a one night stand, I'm like, well, whatever, just take it as it comes and deal with it. But if you're looking for more meaningful or long-term relationship, I always have my client have a discussion first with the person they're about to have sex with. And they need to agree to give them at least three, four or five times, whatever your number is. So if you take a second right now and you think, okay, I take about three to four times before I feel really comfortable with a woman. So that's your number. Once you know what your number is, you ask the woman to be like, okay, if you and I are going to have sex, I want you to give me at least four times (laughs) so that the pressure is off. And once you start to realize like, wow, there's not so much pressure to have to perform the first time, like it's huge. Most men like go like, wow, now I can relax. And guess what? When you relax, your erections are better. Yeah. Not everybody does well under pressure. No. There are some people that they, they put their game face on and they just rock it right from the beginning because of the pressure. And then there's a whole lot of other people that absolutely do not. So Yeah. So, so it's, I think it's a really good one to remember. And then if you are a woman listening and you're like, yeah, this has happened to me. We have a friend who was dating and like, I think she had three out of four guys in one year that she had been dating that had erection difficulty. So needless to say, it was a lot of them. And, and these were young guys. These, yes. are, these are all under 40. Yes. And we were amazed that there were that many. Like, I mean, we know that there are a lot of men that suffer from this, but the idea that randomly three of the four guys she dated in a year mm-hmm. would all have that problem. We were like, oh God, this problem is bigger than we thought. 
And so one of the things to remember as a woman is, well, yeah, sure, it's disappointing for you that he's not getting a hard on, but the disappointment you feel, you have to at least 10x it for him. Like, oh, yeah, how does he sure. feel about himself as a guy uh, who can't perform, who can't deliver for his woman? Like, that's a massive uh, blow for his self-esteem and yeah. his sexual identity. So, you know, I don't want to spend too much time just on this because we got so much more uh-huh. to squeeze into this episode. But just so you know, uh, if you are experiencing this problem, you have to deal with it first. You, you can't just ignore it. And part mm-hmm. of the problem is, is that people we work with, they, they either come through our online programs or they come through as physical clients. And the first thing they want to know is, how can they jump to 100 miles an hour? How can they just jump straight into mastery? You know, And mm-hmm. we always have to say, whoa, okay, slow down here. Mm-hmm. You got to start at the bottom first. You've got to lay the groundwork, the foundation before you can move. On. So that's kind of why we wanted to cover that. I know you had something you wanted to say about uh, Viagra. Yeah, too. I wanted to talk about the blue pill, just like so we don't have to put all the different names because there's more than one really. Um, and I think that they can work really well for some men, especially when it's like a mental block to build their confidence again. But what you need to understand is that those blue pills, they only, what they do is that they increase the blood flow into the penis and they never fix your relationship issues. They don't think, they don't fix anything that's going on between your ears, like your brain. And that's really where it all starts from. So yes, they make it work better, the circulation in the body. And sometimes that's enough. And that's kind of the crutch to get you to the next place. But that's the only way that I think they really work well is, okay, I just lost my confidence, so I'm going to take I'm gonna take this, and now I can see I can get a boner, I can fuck as long as I want and do this, so now I'm feel, feeling confident again, I don't need it. If you need to always rely on one of those pills to have sex, I don't think it's, it's a long-term solution. Yeah, and it, it doesn't fix any problem. It doesn't no. even fix the physical problem. It's a, it's a temporary Band-Aid. It's like a crutch. Yes. It doesn't actually solve any problems, and if you really want to be a master, you have to solve the problem first. Okay. So number two, this is the second piece of the foundation Mm -hmm. is you have to be able to last long enough to have good sex. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the techniques that we'll talk about, about really taking it to the next level, these are things like you, you've got to get well past the three to five minutes or five to seven minutes, whichever study you want to go by. Even if you want to give people the benefit of the doubt and say the average is 10 minutes long, mm-hmm. you've got to go way beyond 10 minutes to really start to use some of these strategies or some of these techniques, right? So mm-hmm. you've got to be able to last. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I wanted to say if you, you know, if you last less time that it takes her to orgasm, you ejaculate too soon. And you can be on many places of the spectrum of like, oh, I ejaculate between three minutes or like Kevin saying like 10 minutes or more. But the thing is, it's also more than just like that sprint for, from start to finish and that having to go somewhere and or having to focus so much on being able to last that you're not with her because you're thinking about doing solving math problems or... <laughs> 
or everything. So it doesn't create the kind of intimacy that she needs. And when we look at how a lot of women approach um, sexuality, you know, there's, there's always this idea that there's desire first and then you get into something. For women, a lot of them need to have an emotional connection, even a spiritual connection before they can get and feel their desires. And if you are stuck into like, oh, if only I can last or like, or I got to think about something else and my grandma naked, like you're not creating that, that emotional connection that she needs. Absolutely. So really you've got to be able, like you said, so our definition of, of, uh, premature ejaculation would be when you ejaculate before you want to, mm-hmm. right? And and the reason why that we give it that definition is because, you know, I, like if I use an analogy, uh, and there's many that I could use, but like let, if I use an analogy, say, just to pick one quickly, martial arts, right? So you spend all this time training these different katas and learning these different sequences of moves and things like that. And let's say you ever actually have to use it. You're in a situation where you have to defend yourself. If you're sitting there thinking about, okay, if I use this kata against that thing, and then I do, (laughs) boom, you just got punched in the face. You're knocked out. You're on the ground, right? You can't be thinking about it. You Mm -hmm. just have to be able to do it naturally. It flows from you. It's the same thing with music. Like to take another analogy, if you're sitting there thinking throughout your whole solo about, Uh, what scale you're going to use and what pattern you're doing and how that relates, the music, it just falls flat. It has Mm -hmm. no feeling. It's just, yeah, it might be technically good, but it's not really good. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, some of the greatest players we know knew nothing about theory and didn't even do anything all that particularly spectacular, you know, Mm scale-wise or proficiency-wise, but they had amazing soul and feeling, right? So the idea here is the reason I use those analogies is that you've got to not be focusing on can you get it up and can you last? Mm -hmm. Because if you're focusing on those two things, you're not going to be able to take it to the mastery level. And that's why we say you got to lay the groundwork. you got to take those out. It's like you know you're going to get an erection, no problem. You know that you're going to be able to hold your ejaculation now. Okay, now we can start really getting into like how do we really rock the cock? And, okay, just I'm thinking before we get into that part, um, there's something that you were sharing the other day. You were saying that you can't expect, like, that it's always the same result. Just because you're like, okay, you're really good uh, and bad. Yes. Like, how did you say? Mileage varies, Mileage, right? <laughs> mileage will vary. <laughs> and I really wanted to bring this up because I think it's important. Like, you know, Kevin is a sexual master. And there's still times sometimes where he will ejaculate sooner than he expected it. And what we've noticed is it happens when you are really stressed or if you've been physically sick mm-hmm. and your energy level is much lower and you're not able to control it and feel that your body the same. Yeah. And so the, the, the sort of joke about mileage will vary, you know, like every car advertisement you've ever seen where, <laughs> where nobody wants to guarantee that it's always going to be a certain way. And that basically applies here too, which is that we are physical humans. Mm-hmm. We have ups and downs. Sometimes we're sick. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're emotional. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're stressed. Sometimes we're not. And your physical performance will all be affected by all of those things that are happening around you. And so we like to point that out because 
um, you know, we don't we don't want men feeling like a failure if one day out of, you know, five, all of a sudden they didn't perform well. Like that just happens and it happens to everybody. And it doesn't matter, you know, how amazing you are in mm-hmm. bed. Like at some point you're going to have an off day. Like everybody <laughs> does. You and know? so how do you deal with an off day when you a woman and your partner is not like able to perform the way he usually does? Like one of the thing is, first of all, like don't constantly talk about it. Right. Don't bring it up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't mention it throughout the day. Keep making jokes about it. <laughs> that, that does not help. Yes. At all. Um, and second of all, become creative. Like, okay, maybe his penis is not working the way you want in the moment, but what could he do with his tongue? What could we do what could he do with his fingers? Or what could you do to be like, okay. Like lay him down and relax and say, there's no expectation, but I'm just going to touch your body to turn me on. And well, if you get aroused, that's great. If you don't, that's great too, right? (laughs) When you remove that pressure, so you remove the blame, you remove the shame, the laughter, and then you just find ways to enjoy your pleasure. And what I love too is that it's an opportunity to redefine like what sexual experience can be. And we had a discussion yesterday around, hey, what is sex? What do you consider sex? And then, okay, sex and sexual activities. And so maybe this particular sexual activity of penis inside vagina may not be happening in the moment, but is there a creative way to be sexually connected? Yes, yes. My, and my joke yesterday was, unlike a former president. Uh, I do consider oral sex to be sex. <laughs> <laughs> and I also wanted to say one last thing in here around um, erections and the concept that you have to be extremely hard before you can penetrate is not the case. In the Taoist philosophy, they have soft entry, hard exit. Soft entry means you have a softer erection. And that what that requires you to do is to guide the erection inside the vagina. So you use your finger, but you enter and penetrate a woman with a softer erection. And then through breathing, through just moving energy, you, you can start and no pressure, you can start to grow your erection. And, and technically you exit full erection and throbbing. And that's what soft entry, hard exit is all about. So I just wanted to throw some ideas out there to start to like, well, have you start thinking about sex differently? Yeah. Okay. We ready for mastery? Yeah. So we've established (laughs) the groundwork. (laughs) You have a foundation now. So I want to say too, before we dive into this list, you know, we picked a few of the more important things, but there's so much more that could be said, like there's no way, even if we skipped the entire foundation and went straight into mastery, there's no way that we could cover it all in one 30-minute podcast. And in fact, I don't know how many hours there are. We, I don't know. There are 66 videos. I mean, many, there's hundred. there has to be a hundred of hours. Many hours in our courses to yeah. go through all of this <laughs> stuff and way more. So yes. just know that there's a lot more that you can do, but we wanted to at least give you uh, a taste of what it's like to rock your cock and be a master. So, <clears throat> the first one. If you really want to rock your cock, you need to change your expectations about what sex is and where it's going. Mm. So, are you saying that like, it's not about so much about the destination but it's more about the journey and the experience? 
Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Why, thank you for asking that. <laughs> it's almost like we wrote this down beforehand. <laughs> yeah, so basically, and this is, a, this is a key point that we teach over and over and over again, but you've got to let go of the expectations, right? So what, what do we mean by that? Well, an expectation is it has to last a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Or an expectation is uh, I have to ejaculate. Or an expectation is she has to have at least three orgasms. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter what it is. You can come up with all kinds of expectations. The expectation could be it's going to be hard pounding sex today, mm-hmm. or it's going to be a certain type of sex, whatever that is, or it's going to be a certain position. And the idea is to just let all of that go. Because, you know, if you're, if you're a woman, you absolutely 100% understand this. And if you're a guy, if you don't understand it, you should. If you've been around for a while, you've probably figured this out already. But women are always changing. Mm-hmm. That's why we say they're like water. They're flowing. They're changing. They're moving, right? And what they want in one moment is not necessarily what they want in another moment. So if you're a guy and you've had sex more than once, you've probably noticed that that sex was not the same every time, <laughs> right? Because what she wants isn't the same every time. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think even it applies for women that you can't expect your body to always respond a certain way and that it has to be a clitoral orgasm or vaginal or I'm going for this. You know, when you're thinking today I'm going to have a cervical orgasm, you're really much focused on the uh, outcome and on the destination and not so focused on the journey. And so it works both ways of whoever you are, like it doesn't matter your gender, it's the attitude, how you approach it. So mastering your cock is about letting go of of the how, of how it has to look like. Yeah, and just like in anything else in life, if you have a predefined expectation and the reality is not meeting the expectation, then what's happening? You're butting heads against life, Mm -hmm. right? And you're trying to force something. And then most likely either you and or your partner are not going to be happy or satisfied. So you just got to drop those expectations. Number two on our path to sexual mastery and rocking your cock, you need to be able to separate your ejaculation and orgasm. Ah, yes. And so for a lot of men, they go like, what? Yes, they are not the same thing. Um, They actually are happening, like triggered by different places in the body. And um, ejaculation and orgasm, if you really look at your arousal scale, your orgasm happens a little bit before the ejaculation, but usually they lump together. So we kind of would say if um, zero is like you're, you're starting on the arousal scale and 10 is that ejaculation, and nine is the kind of point of no return where like you know something's coming. Yeah, I call it nine and a half is absolutely point of no return. Yes, nine, okay. Nine is imminent. Nine and a half is there's no going back. <laughs> so, well, I was going to put nine and a half as the orgasm and then 10 the ejaculation. I'm just trying to give people like mm-hmm. a, a, a yeah. metric yeah, here. Yeah, because cool, once you hit that, there's no going back. <laughs> well, you can orgasm and not ejaculate. So you could if, stay... If you know how, yes. But you, So would you already be... Be at nine and a half when that orgasm happens? Uh, well, okay. So if we want to add orgasm in there, I would say that point of no return is 9.75 <laughs> and orgasm is 9.5. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. <laughs> so what I'm really curious about and is really, I want to hear your experience, Kevin, about is it the same? Because that's always the very first question, but does it feel the same? And, and, and like... Yeah. How does it feel in the body? 
Okay, is it the same? It depends. So, um, it depends what you're talking about. So, um, with an ejaculation, you have multiple things going on, right? Mm -hmm. So, you have a big energy release. Uh That's one. You have these involuntary contractions. Mm -hmm. You have literally a spurting out of ejaculate. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also have these orgasmic waves of energy Mm -hmm. that are moving through you as well. So... If you orgasm and you don't ejaculate, you've got some of those, but not all of those, right? So you have those same waves of orgasmic energy, and you may even have the involuntary contractions. Actually, if you have a really good non-ejaculatory orgasm as a guy, you totally get those same contractions, the pulsing where you can't control it. It's just like boom. Boom, boom. And and just to be clear, you feel the pulsing in your pelvic floor, kind of like the perineum area. Is yeah. that okay, cool? Yeah. Um, so you'll have all of that, but what you won't have is you won't have the uh, release of ejaculate, mm-hmm. and you won't have the feeling of depletion that often mm. comes with it. Okay. So is it exactly the same? No. <laughs> uh, is it similar? Yes. And I would say this also... That when you have an ejaculatory orgasm as a man, they're almost always really intense. But when you have a non-ejaculatory orgasm as a man, sometimes they're intense, sometimes they're not. Right? Sounds so, just like my orgasm. Exactly. <laughs> sometimes you can have kind of small ones. Sometimes you can have really big, intense ones filled with all these contractions, and it, it varies. Okay. That that's that was awesome. So okay, they're not quite the same, uh, but they're satisfying nonetheless. And <laughs> excuse me, but I also think the whole point of like being able to have an orgasm and still having an erection is pretty exciting. Oh yeah, it is. Right, <laughs> because when you have the ejaculation, um, you know, once you pass twenty, uh, the ejaculation and then the erection comes down, right? Um, and so if you're like, wow, I can have orgasms and I can keep the erection, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and well, especially as you get older, the refractory period gets a little yeah. longer. So for for many people, once they ejaculate, that's basically the end of sex. Mm-hmm. And so what's so cool about not having an ejaculatory uh, orgasm is that you can keep going, you can keep having sex. Now, interestingly enough, for men who are super focused on the ejaculation, they're like, well, why would I want to have sex if I can't have an ejaculation? Like, that's kind of the mindset they get in. But that's only because they don't know what they don't know. And what they don't know is the levels of ecstasy that you could reach if you allow yourself to go past that point. So, you know, you can get to these intense states of high, literally, like... No drugs needed, no nothing, nothing external needed. You can reach these amazing states of like ecstatic bliss is how you would describe it that uh, you just won't reach if you rush towards an ejaculatory orgasm. So, so there, there's something in it for you men to be able to get there. If and, you can. And there's something in it for her. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. She has potentially more upside than he does, but it's totally <laughs> worth it for you, too. I mean, there are times when I like, I can't even walk across the room. I'm so high. So. Well, and here's the thing, right? I was talking with Kevin about that yesterday. Remember, I was saying like, if a guy can't last. So yesterday we had this really nice lovemaking over an hour long and I was able to have multiple orgasms uh, going really high. And Kevin was like totally like being able to withhold off of my waves of pleasure. And I was just saying like, how 
it really makes a difference how you interact with your man. Being able to be with a man who can last and be with you throughout your orgasms, you have much more respect and admiration for him. And I do think that a lot of the... Um, the complaining or the bitterness that happens in in a lot of relationships is only because she's not getting the sex that she really needs. Yeah, this <laughs> this is a much longer conversation. We could probably do a whole episode on this, but this really starts to touch on a lot of work uh, from people like David Data and that sort of thing about the the masculine feminine mm-hmm. dynamic and how they work together. But there there absolutely is uh, a. a sometimes subtle, sometimes not so subtle, difference. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times uh, women don't even necessarily realize that that's happening, but there is a a loss of sort of respect. And that's when she'll start to step into her masculine and start sort of trying to dominate and take over, which then, of course, will throw the... uh, the uh, uh, polarity. The polarity, thank you. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm going to completely throw the polarity off even Mm -hmm. more than it already is and cause all kinds of problems. All right, so let's move on a little bit. So now we know about not focusing on the destination. We know about separating ejaculation and orgasm. Now the next step, and I think these are really important, is being able to give without an agenda and not being a taker. And I think I'm going to lump two things here together Mm -hmm. as a concept that I love to share with all of my clients. So if you think of your penis as this wand of light, this rod full of energy. And when you make love, this is your opportunity to put this wand of light inside her and you can give her healing, love, energy, whatever beautiful things you want to put into there. Your cock becomes this vehicle for goodness and you are giving through your lovemaking. Rather than taking by inserting your penis and taking as much pleasure as you can from the experience and from watching her having fun or like being in her pleasure and you like you take because if she's finally having pleasure, it makes you feel worthy. And so the concept here is totally changing. And I think this is really the point we wanted to drive with rocking your cock. You can start to see your penis as this healing tool. And that changes the way you approach the lovemaking. And it changes the quality of it. It changes how she feels when you penetrate her with that intention. A lot of women, they don't know that. And so I teach this concept to the men. They go home and they make love. And then they go like, I don't know what you did, but it was different this time. I thought you were more present or you listened to me and she she was like, I felt so satisfied. She was able to have orgasm. So my client came back to me and was like, oh my God, this thing works, Celine. Like <laughs> she, I didn't even tell her I was doing this and I did the wand of light and was feeling like healing energy and love. And she totally like had, the, we pretty much had the best sex ever. And so that changes how you do sex. Yeah. And this concept of the wand of light is very much a Taoist concept or even a tantric mm-hmm. concept where they, they really see the penis as this wand of light, this um, amazing tool to bring energy. Mm-hmm. And if you use it that way, it, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> so also, if you, are, if you give her 100% of your presence while you make love, 
this is one way to step it up. And so since you've taken care of all the issues, because you don't, you're not worried about lasting, you're not worried about having an erection, you can be with her. Absolutely. And one last thing on being with her means you're not lost. I always say being lost on your own fantasy island. Mm -hmm. Whichever one, you know, if one of you is thinking about it would be so cool to be having a threesome right now, so I'm not really there with my partner, or oh, it would be so much harder with this and that. If you're lost in this fantasy island, you're not very present with your partner. Yeah, and we, we, we cover this in a whole video just on how to truly be present. It's mm -hmm. kind of a lost art today with all these distractions we have in the world. Like People don't really know how to give 100% of their attention, and so that really is a master skill. So... Shall yes. we give them one thing to do right now? Yes, that's a great <laughs> idea. Let's give them one thing that you can take home and do right now. Okay, so I want you to focus on your breath. I want you to really start to feel what it's like to breathe through your nose, going all the way down into your belly, and go all the way down until you reach your genitals. So if you're a woman, it's going to be your pussy. If you're a guy, it's going to be your penis. Like just feel this breath. And then I want you to start to imagine that you're breathing through and with your genitals and really taking a few deep breaths of bringing the awareness, the energy, the breath, the circulation in your genitals. And just start to see how you start to feel by doing that for like 30 seconds, a minute. Yeah, and we have some really great breathing practices uh, in the course as well. And one thing, if you're not aware that you can, uh, you should be, but you can really use your breath to help control your energy, to help uh, control your ejaculation. It's actually kind of one of the key parts, and so that's why we have a couple of practices to help you with that. Okay, so that's actually all the time we have. <laughs> we tried to give you as much as we could in this uh, 30 minutes, actually more than 30 minutes. <laughs> and uh, if you want to know more, uh, check out PowerMastery.com. In PowerMastery.com, we have uh, Power Up Your Erections if you're having erection difficulty. We have Master Your Ejaculation if you're having trouble uh, lasting longer. And then we have Sexual Mastery, which is really dedicated to really learning how to be a master and rock your cock. It's all there. It's amazing material. We've gotten so much great feedback, even from people who have been skeptical because they've been burned by all these other crappy programs out there. They come, they ask us a zillion questions, and what blah, blah, blah. And then they go through the course, and they're like, wow, that was amazing. So <laughs> please check it out. There's so much more in there, and it's really, it's sort of, it's like our service to the world to help people have better sex. All right, everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.